Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from The Lust Fairy in Exile, written by Shauna Hunter. Not your everyday paranormal comedy. Tildy is used to causing a bit of trouble. As a lust fairy, stirring up sexy shenanigans is her role, and she loves it. The only problem is that she may have pushed things too far. She's found herself exiled to the human world, and her only hope of returning to her kind is to grant 100 wishes. The catch? She can only grant wishes to people who believe in fairies, and believers are in very short supply. That is, until she finds Anna, a cute yet lonely woman with an honest belief in Tildy's kind, a belief strong enough to allow Tildy to not only grant her wish, but to actually appear to the woman. Anna may regret that belief, however, because her wish to find others who share it gives Tildy a naughty idea. She grants Anna a Midas touch that causes anyone she comes into physical contact with her to believe in fairies. It isn't permanent. Tildy isn't that strong. But it lasts long enough for a single sexy wish, one that invariably focuses on the cute girl who just touched the wisher. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from The Lust Fairy in Exile. Chapter 1 Improper Use of Wand All right, humans, let's get a few things straight, shall we? First of all, fairies are not tiny. We only shrink down when we want to, usually to make flying or teleporting easier. Second, we did not cut ties with your world. You cut ties with us. You stopped believing, and we needed that belief to properly manifest. Third, we do not come in a million gross forms. We look just like you, except for the wings. We have boobies and butts and even hair. Our bodies also have many of the same needs. Especially naughty needs. Why do you think we flutter around naked? We're horny. It's not a bad thing, no matter what the queen says. You have needs too, right? You certainly make enough wishes based on them. My name has 32 letters, four of which don't appear in your alphabets. So you can call me Tildy. That sounds fairy enough, right? A bit Germanic, too. Well, good, because to your eyes, I'd probably look European, with my shimmering blonde hair, bright blue eyes, and big perky tits. As you might have guessed, I am a fairy, and one who's in a little bit of trouble at the moment. For the record, it's not my fault. You see... We fairies work rather like you people imagine gods or saints to work. Each of us can hear different types of prayers, or wishes as you'd probably prefer I call them. Back in the day, we used to grant these if we felt like it, but since you don't believe in us anymore, all we can do is laugh about them. My trouble is I'm a lust fairy. 
Whereas the other fairy folk here wishes for success, love, happiness, revenge, etc. I hear wishes for interesting things to do with your genitals. Can you imagine what it's like? I hear your kinkiest, most perverse desires, day in and day out. And some of them are pretty damn hot. Wouldn't you give in to temptation now and again? The trouble is that fairies are supposed to reserve that sort of thing for other fairies. I didn't mind that little rule, but the other fairies? Well, let's just say that they couldn't keep up with my needs. After a few millennia, every fairy had had a ride, and their stamina could only go so far. So, in desperation, I turned to other options. I mean, that is what you humans do, and you're oh so creative with it. I bet if you had a magic stick that could do pretty much anything, you'd eventually wonder how it would feel inside, right? Don't lie to me, I can hear your thoughts. Anyway, the queen certainly did not approve of my toying with my wand. Turning it into a dildo was one thing, but trying that other hole that you humans are so interested in? Well, she considered that disrespectful. It also didn't help that I requested a spanking for my punishment. The queen can be such a prude. Long story short, she banished me to your world. Here I am to wander looking for any stray human who still believes enough to let us grant their wish and I can't go home until I've granted one hundred wishes. In the two centuries I've been here so far, I'm up to twelve. I really need to stop procrastinating. There was that lonely guy that wanted to be wanted. I admit I had a little fun charming his penis to be irresistible to the opposite sex. There was that gay guy from that folklore class, too. He'd been in love with his straight best friend. That one was an accident. You see, I can't just switch sexuality. I have to trade it with another person, and I accidentally did it with him. So his friend ended up gay, and he ended up straight. Oopsie. Well, sorry to say, there's no take-backsies on wishes. I got more than a few from this pagan club at a major university after that. Gee, those girls had twisted fantasies. By the time I was done making them come true, the entire club had been expelled, and half of them were pregnant. Still, it added to my quota. I know that sounds callous, but you've got to understand. You humans can't see me unless you really, truly believe, and you can't touch me unless you can see me. So why should I feel any compassion for you? Seriously, you people have caused me nothing but trouble. So, to cut to the chase, I've been floating around looking for believers. There's the occasional crazy lady who wants her garden gnome to come to life for the evening. But come on. Even I find that a little gross. I prefer sexy young people. 
although I was running out of options. Too few people believe, or even want to anymore. Too few make wishes. Usually the only times I get lucky, with finding wishes at least, is when I stumble across those few students who still study myths, or the occasional fangirl sitting alone in the library. That's where I was today, on the third floor of a library, in one of those giant stone mazes you call a city. Still, there weren't many people reading the right books. As with so many other libraries in so many other cities, all the good books about my people were sitting dusty and ignored. It was all seeming hopeless until I spotted her, a shy little data entry clerk in her mid-twenties, with gorgeous features she was totally oblivious to. She wore a cute ankle-length skirt and blouse combo with a sensible vest and had demure little glasses under her messy bun. Even if I couldn't read her forlorn little thoughts, I couldn't have helped but watch her, invisible though I was, as she wandered the library on her day off. She was in the right section and she was picking the right books. There was even the seed of belief in her, though it had yet to be nurtured. I was laying on the desk in front of her, wishing she knew how pretty she was, while she read a book on fairies. I was just about to lean in and give her a little fairy kiss, you humans feel it as a tickle, when I felt something. It was just a little change, an acceptance that opened her mind to my existence. Now she could see me, if I chose to let her. And how could I resist after I heard what she said? In that moment when she accepted that she believed, what to her was totally absurd, she whispered it. The perfect wish for my needs spilling out of such cute little trembling lips. I wish I could make people believe. My wings fluttered as she said it, and I couldn't help but take the opportunity. It had been so long since I had been able to talk to anyone. It started with my appearing to her, Anna, who suddenly became aware of the naked winged blonde girl inches from her face. Luckily, time doesn't work the same for a fairy as it does for a human. I can slow it down or speed it up at will. So as her eyes went wide and her lips parted to scream, I had plenty of time to giggle before I put my finger out to stop her from making a fool of herself. Now don't freak out, I said quickly. No one else can see me. Fat chance she was starting to faint. I quickly got up on my knees and shook her to keep her conscious, and the lucky girl got a nice little rub from my titties as I did. That seemed to slap some sense into her. Who the hell are you? She whispered. Call me Tildy, I said as I sat back to let her up for air. What the hell are you? She was getting louder. People would hear her soon. Uh, keep your voice down. What do you think I am? I fluttered my rainbow wings for emphasis, and Anna made the cutest face. 
It was part horror, part amazement, and part shock. Very similar to the face you humans make the first time someone comes inside you. Then, in the same slow motion as her scream, Anna began to laugh. Oh, I see. I'm dreaming. I must have dozed off at my desk and... Yeah, you're not dreaming, hun. I could pinch you to prove it if you'd like. Just tell me where. I must be dreaming, she insisted. Fairies can't be real. If you didn't believe, you wouldn't be seeing me. I was angrier than I thought I'd be. This was so close to an epic win for me. I couldn't let her doubt me out of her perceptions now. Oh, come on. I don't believe in... So what are these? I asked as I fluttered my wings. And how am I doing this? I shrunk down to the bug-sized girl in a ball of light you humans always imagine and flew over to perch on her glasses. She simply laughed. I'm definitely dreaming. Fine, then, I demanded. Go to the bathroom. What? Why? You can't splash cold water on your face in a dream, right? So go do that. Reluctantly, she consented, standing casually with my butt still perched against her eyebrow and walking to the bathroom. Thankfully, the library had single-person stalls, so we had plenty of privacy once the door was locked. When she went to the mirror, I returned to human size, and as she bent over the sink to gather some water, I gave her butt a good hard slap. Ow! She complained. Beats a pinch. I laughed. Want me to rub it better? How'd... How'd I feel that? Great, she was panicking again. That was no good. Keep your voice down, I urged. You felt it because I'm real. I'm really here. I'm really a fairy, and you really are the only person who can see or hear me. For now. What do you mean, for now? She was eyeing me up and down like she'd never seen a naked fairy before. Was I supposed to have body hair? I thought that was out of fashion. Maybe it was just the curves. I couldn't get a clear sense of if she was jealous or aroused. She seemed to be both. Could humans be both? Fairies certainly could. But humans? I thought it was dick or pussy. No mixing unless you're playing around. Well, I said, stepping forward so that she could either jump up on the sink or let my bare boobies brush hers. She picked the latter. Your wish, of course. You see, that wish you just made could really help me out. I leaned in closer as I spoke, finishing my sentence with a little peck on her soft lips. Damn, it felt good to be able to do that. She could object all she wanted, 
She believed. What do you mean? What are you going to do to me? Everything you want. I couldn't help but giggle. Look, I'll lay it out for you, simply, and then you can have some time to think about it. How about that? She nodded, so I began to explain. I told her what I've told you about the exile, and the wishes, and how her wish opened a door for me. You see, she wished for an ability that could lead to more wishes. If I gave it to her, then all I'd need her to do was touch people and they'd believe. It would only be for a moment. I cannot create permanent belief, but it would last long enough for them to make a single wish. Not out loud, perhaps, but in their heart of hearts was good enough. When they did, I'd grant it as best I could. The spell wouldn't last either. Not usually but once complete, they'd still have been changed by the experience. To them, something would just sort of click after they met Anna. Some may not even remember her specifically, just the change. The poor shy girl was dumbfounded. Maybe I was talking too fast. I tended to do that. I can't do that. Approach strangers and fundamentally change their lives? All you've got to do is touch them, I clarified, and hope they have a wish in them. A sexy wish, specifically. Her face turned crimson. Hey, you wished for the ability. So that people wouldn't think I was crazy for believing. This will just make me look even crazier. I think it'll make you popular, I objected. Imagine it. You can walk up to your boss and make his wildest fantasy come true. You can give any boy or girl you like an awesome gift. Play your cards right, and this could open a lot of doors for you. Or it can make me look like a nymphomaniac. Emphasis on the maniac. She was still thinking like a human. She couldn't process the fact that people wouldn't remember what they did with her. How could she? She'd never seen a wish granted my way before. They won't remember anything that happens, I repeated. All they'll know is that you shook their hand or tapped them on the shoulder. No way. This wasn't good. Her thoughts kept circling the idea that she'd gone crazy. I'm going home, taking a long shower and calling a shrink. Oh, fine. Go ahead. But at least think about it, will you? I'll give you some space. Just like that, I vanished from Anna's sight. Not from the room, of course. I was right by her side as she put the fairy books back and slunk to her car. She just couldn't see me. I don't think Anna knows she talks to herself. Either that or some part of her suspected I was there and wanted to compliment me. As soon as she was in her apartment, seemingly alone, 
She was giggling about beautiful naked women offering her the world. She couldn't seem to decide if it was a dream, a delusion, or if someone had slipped something in her water bottle, but she certainly rejected the notion that any of it was real. It was interesting to watch her process the idea, the way she paced the room laughing at herself, the bottle of wine she opened, the slow and sensual way she peeled the clothes off her impressive body as she hopped in the shower. She did it all just as she'd said she would, except she didn't call a shrink. To be honest, it was making me hot just to be a fly on the wall. But then she spoke. You really are dull, Anna, she said to herself. Only you would dream up a gorgeous naked woman and have her stop at a kiss. She was beautiful. Those wings and that body. A creative girl could have thought of so many better things to do. Yes, and I'd happily do them for her. But then Anna continued, giving voice to doubt. No, it was a dream. It's not like I could just wish for her to be here and she'd... She'd what? I said, appearing to her. The poor girl nearly cracked her head as she fell to the shower floor. I couldn't help but giggle. You're here, she gasped. Well, yeah, you wished for it, right? Wanted more than a kiss? I'm down for that. The incredulous look she gave me told me that I'd have to be the one to get this party started. So I did. I stepped forward and brought my smooth, wet sex right up to her face. What are you doing? She asked as she looked up at me. Would you prefer a cock? Because I can do that. I materialized my wand and her eyes bugged out. No, I mean, you're fine as you are, but what I meant is, what are you doing standing over me? Offering you my pussy, of course. Or would you prefer I go down on you first? What? I... We can't. Jeez, girl, what are you, a virgin? That is none of your... Oh my gosh, you are. Well, hell no. We're fixing that. Stand up and kiss me. I tried pulling her up, but she slapped my hands away. Come on, don't be such a prude. It won't hurt. I'm not just going to... You wished for it. No backing out now. I can back out whenever I damn well... I dropped down into a squat and met her eyes. A soft brown that almost matched her gently tanned skin. Her objection stopped. Her words lost my eyes. And I couldn't help but change my tone in the magical moment. I can hear your thoughts. Feel your need. I know you want me, Anna. I know you want this to be true. And I promise it is. Just let yourself go. Kiss me and follow my lead. I'll show you how to do it.
I'm scared, she whimpered as I leaned in closer. Don't be, I whispered with my lips so close to hers. I have a ton of experience. She let my lips meet hers and let my tongue slide between them. I could feel her timid hand reach up to my hair, and I brushed it with my wing when my hand slid down to gently fondle her breast. From the way she gasped, I could tell that no one had done that. She'd probably been too scared to let them. The water was flowing over us like a rainbow as Anna's legs straightened on the shower floor. She was opening, giving me access as my hand ran over her belly. Why were you in boarding school? She whispered. Looking for you, I replied. First, I'll be the girl you always wished would teach you. Then I'll be the boy you wished would notice you. Then I'll help you make others believe. I'm not actually a virgin, you know, she whispered to me. Compared to me, you are, I replied. But we'll fix that. All right, she said as my gentle touch teased its way to the little hood that hid her pleasure. Show me what you can do. I've done the whole girl with the cock thing. Honestly, in a thousand years of magical orgies, it's probably the least kinky thing I've done. With Anna, however, it was a whole new experience. She was so eager, so receptive as she writhed under me. Her bedsheets would be soaked. We hadn't dried after the shower, but I could fix that easily enough. For now, there was only pleasure. Anna moaned as my tongue did its work and her shyness soon faded as my kisses explored her. By the time I waved my wand over my pussy to turn it into a shimmering and ideal male organ, she was too aroused to be shocked. Penetrating her was the most pleasurable thing I'd experienced in centuries. Did you really put your wand up your butt? She asked as I gently ground inside her. Yes, I told her as I marveled at the feeling of a growing orgasm in my balls. What did it feel like? Like this, I said, pressing my wand up into her before she could object. A sudden intrusion made her shudder, and that pushed me over the edge. My cum filling her made her orgasm in turn, and she made a noise that caused my ears to tingle. I won't get pregnant, will I? She asked as I returned my genitalia to their previous silky smooth form. Sorry, hun. No hybrids. I could cause you to be if you'd like. No, no, that's fine. Silly girl. Always so serious. Think someone else would want that? I asked her. Maybe some boy who liked the experience of knocking you up? They'd better not. You wouldn't grant a wish like that, would you? Oh, this was going to be fun. Well, I do have a quota to fill. 
I shrugged, and Anna's eyes went wide. Please don't, Tildy. Anything but that. Anything? God, she made me giggle so easily. All right, but I'll hold you to that. Wait, I didn't agree to... Yes, you did, Anna. You gotta be more careful what you say, girl. I'm starting to realize that, she replied glumly. Good. Now, who would you like to believe in fairies first? So soon? She complained. I'm a lust fairy, I said too impatiently. Not a cuddle fairy. Jeez, you sure you're back to being a girl? Sorry, it's just... I've been away from home a long time, and this really seems like my best shot. So then you don't care about me. She seemed hurt, but she was sort of right. Sure, I liked her. I could see us being friends, but I'd do this for anyone. I'm a lust fairy after all. It's what we do. Why do humans get so hung up on sex? Still, I couldn't have her pushing me away. I needed her. Well, not just anyone. I said it carefully, hoping it didn't hurt her human feelings further. I needed someone who believed, and who really wanted it. In that way, I guess you could say this is fate. I rolled on my back. Yes, we can do that. Our wings tuck in, but Anna didn't like it. I think she wanted me to keep touching her, but I wasn't feeling any physical desire for her. Not in the way I key to. She wanted affection, not carnal pleasure, and I just didn't know how to give it to her. Love was someone else's department. Someone I was not keen on thinking about at the moment. You really aren't human, are you? Oh no, she was crying. Human tears are so gross. Fairy tears are sparkling little diamonds. But humans? You weirdos leak salt water. It's one of the most repulsive differences between us. Maybe that's why fairies have always tried to make you happy. I'm sorry. I put my hand on her shoulder and felt... something. Like a strange warmth deep in my chest. But I'm not. I don't understand what you're feeling. I shouldn't blame you for that, she said, rubbing her eyes. Heck... I've done it myself. Done what? Oh, there was this guy at work. I thought we were work friends, but he thought we were flirting. I don't even know how to flirt. When he asked me out and I turned him down, he was devastated. He stopped talking to me. Really? This had potential. Someone like that would definitely have a naughty wish in their minds. 
Shouldn't you apologize, then? Maybe, she said after a moment's sniffling. Well, if he felt the way you made me feel. I giggled as I vanished from her perception. Maybe that was cruel, but if I had to be a little cruel, I would. So long as it got me those wishes. Anna shook it off, mumbling that I really wasn't a cuddle fairy, as her body succumbed to sleep. I didn't know what she'd think about tonight when she woke up, but I was sure of one thing. She was going to talk to that co-worker she mentioned, and that would suit me just fine. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from The Lust Fairy in Exile. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.